So stop fucking niching too early. It's too, it's, it's costing you more than what it will make you. I feel nauseous, believe me. Never had a lot of shit come easy. Had to work hard, struggle just to be me. Had to rise up just so they could see me. Did what I had to do just to feed me. And what was left over, I put towards my dreaming. But the only thing in life that has meaning are the things you gotta work for, believe me. Take into your hands a plan Your own hands can land your own brand And damn, I feel like no one takes accountability They want the credibility Convincingly unwilling to put in the... Alright, so niching. Niching is fucking stupid. <laughs> um, there's a fucking tagline. Pat, clip that, please. Um, so niching. I feel like a lot of businesses will do this far too quick, far too early, and uh, it's purely because the the market suggests that they need to. The market suggests you need to be specific, you need to be directive, and your, your message and your offer needs to be all-encompassing for this one type of person, this individual that you have mapped out to the nth degree and you understand that the to, to the depth of fucking Stupidville, right? You do when you have the cash flow, right? Cash flow is king. If you are niching too early and making things too hard for people to actually get your service and understand what your service is, you are leaving a lot of cash flow on the table and you're missing out on so much opportunity to actually get good at whatever you sell, right? Cash flow is not only king, but cash flow gets runs on the boards for sales. So I'll come back to sales in a second. But when we talk about cash flow and uh, when it comes to niching, when you're when you're in a market that perhaps is might be really, really, really saturated, or you might be just testing the waters, you don't really know who or what uh, is best to train, work with, etc. You might be on struggle street, and you might be told, and you be you would be forgiven to be falling into that trap of I need to niche so I can be more direct with my message and I can get more of the people I really, really want to work with. To work with me. And I disagree. I wholeheartedly disagree. In the beginning phases of your business, uh, you need runs on the board. You need the ability to test your product and service. You need the ability to prove that it works and you need the um, the people through the doors, whether it be in person or online figuratively, you need the people to use the service so you can not only get reviews, loop it back for uh, getting people to refer for, for referrals and having an actual acquisition system around referrals, but you most of all you need experience. And when you niche, you limit yourself through that learning curve because with every niche, with every change of market, there is a learning curve to understand that person, how to write copy for that people, for those people, how to create the content that they want to consume, how to relate to them, how to understand their problems, how to put their pain forward, all right, really pull their pain out of them, right? Very, very hard. There is a very steep learning curve and it takes time. In that time, you could be acquiring people that are potentially outside of your desired market that will pay you. More pay, more cash flow into the business not only gives you more flexibility, but allows you to then, if you want to, cut that learning curve in half and go pay someone to teach you how to work with that market that you want to work with. So stop fucking niching too early. It's too, it's it's costing you more than what it will make you. Yes, in the beginning of any business, you potentially have to work with people that don't fit your demographic wholeheartedly to the point where you just absolutely love working with them. Now, that's not to say that you won't, right? That's not to say that you won't love working with them, but at the beginning, you probably might not, right? And what I mean by that, little story time, and it starts with you do not acquire the perfect client, you create them, okay? I want to say that again. You do not acquire the perfect customer or client, you create them. If you are in the game long enough, you can create, nurture, and and I guess mold whoever these people are into the type of person that you actually want to work with in the long term. And how I learned this was actually quite stupid. It was a really bad thing on my part. It was um, not very, uh, I'm going to say not very ethical, but it's a fucking lesson I learned regardless. 
back when I was working in person as a personal trainer. I got given a client from another coach, another personal trainer who was leaving the industry, wanted to leave and uh, had, 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 had enough, right? They were not particularly good at what they did, right? They had clients, they just weren't great at it. They were one of those people that just stood there, counted reps and did their time and went home. And even in the early days of me being a personal trainer, that's not what I wanted to be. But I got given a, I got given a couple of clients, one in particular that I got told upon taking this client that they will never be a good client. They will just be someone that wastes my time, that wastes my 45 minutes, that will never get any progress, that doesn't understand any of the direction given to them, that will never understand any direction given to them and is a lost cause for lack of a better word. That's what I got told. And I'll be honest, that's the thought process of which I took initially. I just assumed that because that's how it is now, that's how it will always be. And I suffered for it because my time was wasted every single time I, I had to deliver that session. I hated it. I would waste time. I would stand in the, the offices and then be late and just be a bad representation of what a good business should be. And it, I did that for a long time. I did that for maybe six, maybe eight months where I just would do my time, have no tracking of progress, have no expectation for progress. And I would waste my time. I would get paid. And at some point, ethically, that just didn't sit right. I felt this is fucking stupid. And I made a decision. I made a decision that I thought, because at the time I didn't have the, uh, I didn't have the, the, the courage to just exit clients. Again, I was somewhat dependent on cash flow at that time. And I, uh, I was, I was, I was greedy. I was like, I need the money. I need to, I need to pay bills. I need to pay rent. I need to do this stuff. So I just kept, you know, working time for money, doing the thing, and not doing a very good job of it. At some point, I made this decision where I was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this person leave. I didn't have the courage to ask them to leave or tell them that I'm no longer the person for them or that I don't think they're committed enough. But I made a decision that I'm going to make them leave. And my, my plan for that was to program the most absurd, hard thing I could ever think of, right? There were drop sets. There were cluster sets. There were like ridiculous volume. I'm talking over 50 sets per workout. It was absolutely an Un, it was unquestionably unsafe, it was stupid, right? But my plan, my conniving little plan, I sat there, I said, I'm going to get this person to quit because they are no longer worth my time and I no longer want to feel shit about taking their money, right? Whole nother conversation of when, if that ever comes to the place, like I know I said, don't have a niche, but uh, if you get to the point where you have tried and this person is not the demographic you want to work with, not the type of person you want to work with, is not willing to move on that type of person that they are, incapable of change, difficult, high expectations, the list goes on, exit them. Learn from me and exit them, right? There are lessons to be made on both sides of this coin. You, could, you should ethically exit someone when you know that you can no longer help them rather than take the road I did. The road I took though did teach me one thing. I threw this person in the deep end. I gave them the worst program, the hardest program with the full expectation and desire that they would quit. To my surprise, they did not. To my surprise, the next week, they came in and said, I need you to show me how to do this, this, and this. Can we book more sessions, please? Of course. I'm thinking, money, great. At the time, again, I was greedy. Uh, and I thought this, this is surely going to be short-lived. Once, like, once this little bit of hype, once this little bit of endorphins wears off, the, the recovery capacity of this is just going to be impossible and they will not be able to keep up. Again, to my su surprise, they did. They did everything and they did it so well that they tried. They failed a lot. It was hard and I expected them to do so. 
but I didn't expect them to actually last. I didn't expect them to then come to me week in, week out with questions. Oh, why are we doing this? How am I supposed to get better at this? So on and so forth to the point where I realized that this person was not, not a good client. They were just handled really poorly in the past. They were never given the expectation that they could be anything. They were never given the expectation that they could succeed. And they never were given a level of standard for them to uphold. When I gave this person this ridiculous, absurd, unhealthy, unsafe program, what they did shocked me. They put more effort than ever. They had a desire to succeed. They just weren't ever given the tools to do so. They were never challenged and pushed in the direction that actually required a change of them. So this is me saying to you that you will not acquire the perfect client, but you can create them. You just need to take ownership on how you do so. So whenever clients come to you, whenever customers come to you with complaints and they are valid, if it triggers you, it is valid. That is a fucking take-home point. If it triggers you, it is valid, right? To some degree, if you are triggered, their opinion is valid. If it wasn't, you would not be triggered. You'd be like, that's just bullshit and move on. But if it triggers you, it's valid. So anytime that people come to you with feedback that is negative, rather than say that they're just a shit client, what can you learn from it? What can you do better? And what opportunity does that present to you to get better as a personal trainer, a coach, a business person, a person of service, right? How do you now learn from that and get better? And the take-home point for me is that everyone deserves to be a good client. Everyone deserves to be a good client and you can create it. Hopefully that helps. It's only worth it if you work for it. I won't stop till they hear me now. I won't stop till I wear the crown.